Hi, I'm Randa Rainbow, and welcome to Sister Love. Thank you for tuning in to part three of our 2020 wrap-up. I appreciate you all joining us again. We are near the eve of new of a new year. 2021 is upon us. As you know, we started the top of the week talking about financial wellness as we took a look back about 2020 and some of the things that I've been able to reflect on that have been a learning point and a place of adjustment, as well as not leaving opportunities on the table. Yesterday, we talked about slowing down. And if you're thinking about the dimensions of wellness, that really hits on the emotional wellness because you're doing something different to help you better cope with stress and life stressors and how that impacts not just your emotional, but your physical, your environmental, your occupational, your social, and so much more. But again, it really honed on that emotional awareness for yourself and others and ultimately how it transcends so many aspects of yourself um, when it comes to your wellness. And tonight, we're going to focus on social well-being and social wellness in terms of reflecting back and wrapping up and thinking about 2020. So one of the key things about 2020 that brought out to me was just clarity and respect for my own authenticity. In layman's terms, say what you mean and be who you say you're going to be, right? And when I say that, the biggest thing that I walked away with this year is accountability for how I allow people to treat me and how I would like my relationships to foster reciprocity. It is very important to me that I show up in relationships just as present and open and reliable and dependable as I want people to be for me. Now, I understand we all have our own personalities. We have our different priorities. We have the things that demand our attention. It's life. We're human beings. I'm not looking for perfection, and I'm sure most of you all aren't looking for perfection either. But sometimes, because it's easier, we can take we can short side ourselves. We'll take a step back. We'll let things slide instead of being clear about what we want. Sometimes we'll let things build up and bundle up. And then by the time we check something, because it's not okay and it's not acceptable and it's becoming pattern behavior, by that point, we're near implosion or explosion if we're not careful of it. And for me, 2020 brought that to a head. We all know this year has been interesting. It has pushed all of us to different degrees to some tight places because you're living in uncertainty in almost every aspect of your life and you're doing the very best that you can. Your Maslow is probably ranging anywhere from 40% to 75% each day of the week. And that means you're not as full. You don't have that reservoir of grace that you normally have. And when it comes into those relationships in your social setting, no matter if you're talking about in the community, if you're talking about your friendships, your family members, your coworkers, if you run a business, maybe your vendors, um, constituents, whomever it is that you interface with on a regular basis, all of us were operating from lesser pools this year. 
And for me, I found that historical friendships, family members, co-workers, even how I navigated community space, I had to get really clear about who I needed to be and put that out there in the universe, clear, objective, direct, and then hold myself and others accountable for how I wanted to be treated. And I did it with grace, but I also did it unapologetically as I became frequent frequented with life examples that just were unrelentless until I had some tough, crucial conversations that needed to be had so that I could do better. And so when I say tough, crucial conversations, please do not assume that I was um, calling everybody up or asking everybody, hey, we need to talk. There's something going on. No. A third of those crucial conversations were with me and me only, meaning, Coretta, what are you doing right now? You're tired. You don't want to pick up the phone. Then don't pick up the phone. And when I say that, it sounds one, two, three, easy for everybody, right? It is not. Some of us, we've grown up people-pleasing. And what that means, people-pleasing comes on a spectrum. People-pleasing doesn't mean you always say yes. I am very good at saying no. But for me, that's also nuanced as I'm a middle-aged woman who is tribal and collective in nature and has hidden herself for decades being other-focused and other-centric. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in the last Countdown episode, which is coming up tomorrow. But I had to get a grip on if I'm laying on the couch because I'm wiped out from physically showing up to work that day, or if I had a tough day remote working, and I know that sounds privileged, but we're all doing it and we're all in front of computer screens, maybe a little bit more than what we normally would be. If you're tired for the day, then you're tired. If you're done for the day, you're done. I quickly had to get to a point by trial by fire and making a lot of mistakes of, Corinna, there's a reason why you have to listen to your body when you see your phone ringing, maybe because you got it on silent or so do not disturb and you see a missed call, I would have to be okay if that was my dad calling and I didn't pick up. Um, yeah, I, I hate if this were the last opportunity for me to talk to him, but guess what? You picking up the phone ain't going to save his life. And if that is, he probably should have been calling a first responder. I know that sounds like a perfect response. For me, I carry a lot of guilt about, because I'm a long way from my core family group, I carry guilt, or I used to. It's gone now. You can hear it in my voice. I carried guilt about being there for family members or being there for friends because I live my whole existence being a ride or die friend. I put my wellness together to this year. I put my oxygen on first. Like they tell us in our flights that a lot of us are so desperately missing these days. I had to because I saw the repercussion of not doing so. When I ignored the, ooh, Coretta, don't check that email right now because you know you already spent. That would be the time that I would get an email from the sassafras that wants to get smart with you, that wants to one-up you, that wants to be repetitive, redundant, i.e. wasting your time 
because they can or they're seeking external validation. And now they just pulled you into their energy vampire trap. And now you're reacting, over-responding. All your inner critical parts are coming out. All when you, it's already after hours. You didn't have to check that email. You were doing too much. Or the phone call that you don't have to pick up. Now you're 30 minutes into a phone call. You've got your Netflix or something on hold. You're halfway paying attention to the conversation. Somebody says something triggering to me. And then now I'm looking at the phone like I was peacefully minding my business. And now I'm in a phone call with emotions I didn't even need on top of how exhausted I was already feeling. It was those moments, people, that taught me the hard way. I call it the 1983 through 87 version of me skinning my knee as a little girl outside falling off of steps. Um, twisting things, moving too fast, doing way too much instead of sitting down like my mom would always <laughs> scream from afar for me to do. And that was my 2020. I was learning how to, yesterday we called it slowing down, but in a sense, when it comes to social relationships, I had to detach this year. Yep, you heard me. I had to detach. And in detaching, letting people go, whether it was a let go in the moment or whether it was a let go, like some people got laid, laid off seasonally. Like I let you sit out for a season. And if my belief of God brought you back, then great. If he didn't, you know, maybe it's two, three seasons up or maybe your chapter's over or maybe you're not any longer in this series or maybe you are just a character that we'll never see again. And that is okay. For me, I had to remove any those erroneous feelings because that's what it is. And some of it is ego stuff too. People pleasing, making assumptions, role playing in your head. It's a whole bunch of irrational based behavior that we probably learn as a, as a youngin coming up. And you're still playing it out in your head and it, and it allows for people pleasing. So when I say people pleasing... Again, it falls on a spectrum. It's not always being a yes person. Sometimes it's uh, doing the one more thing moments. And for me, 2020 scraped a lot of that excess grace that I had. And I had to just start managing myself a little bit different because it's not all somebody else's fault because they were sassafras in the email or because they called me with wrong intentions. If you knew you weren't trying to entertain a phone call, that's a third of it right there. If you knew you really didn't need to check that email outside of work, that's a third of it right there. I had to have those deep conversations with myself so that I can be the first layer of defense and maybe even offense for not involving myself in stuff that I don't need. Detach. It's okay to keep five minutes to yourself. It's okay not to be at everybody's beckon, beckoning. And again, for me, that was a learning moment because as I admit it, I had spent so much of my life being other-centric. The thought of not answering the phone because I'm thinking if somebody needed something from me, they would answer the phone. Yes. And I can also tell you about uh, there's been a lot of times well, other people kept their own boundaries, kept their own sanity, and they weren't there for me. And that don't make them a bad person and me a good person or any of that sort. They decided in that moment what they needed for themselves, and they still live in their grand lives. And it's something that for those of us who may struggle a little bit with not being so other focused, 
Sometimes you just got to call win. And it's not about you versus somebody else. It's you learning to protect yourself and your energy so that you have something for when you need it. And so that's the people um, pleasing version of detaching, right? Another part of detaching for me was listening to my intuition. So I mentioned, you know, um, being in a call where you can end up being triggered. And so something that I also learned this year was sometimes distractions come from the people that you love the most. They come in all forms. It's usually going to be somebody who has access to you. And for whatever reason, I think on the spiritual lens, anybody can be used to get a hold of you and drain your energy at the wrong moments. And that's just a part of living life, right? It's unfortunate. Uh, sometimes it's wires across. People can't read our minds. They don't know maybe that we're going through or having an interesting day or today is just not one of those days or whatever it is they're presenting. But there are, to me, instinctive clues and hints of how you can navigate those conversations. Something that I learned this year, if I knew I wanted to pick up the phone, but I knew there were certain things I don't want to talk about. For some people, I had to start telling people, hey, this topic is off limits or, hey, I don't want to talk about work at all. Or if it was something related, maybe the previous conversation we talked about X, Y, and Z, hey, just let you know this is a laid back conversation or, hey, I really don't want to be on the phone longer than 45 minutes, an hour tonight or answer the phone real quick. Hey, I'm in the middle of X, Y, X, Y. Can I call you back? Or can I hit you up in 15, 20 minutes? Or I may even catch your text message. Like I may let your phone call go through and text you and say, I'm going to call you back in an hour. And what that hour will allow me to do is if I needed some me time, or if I wanted to listen to some music because I just got home, but you happen to be calling me, probably, or you know, I'm in a different time zone than a lot of my loved ones. And sometimes it's, you're calling me because it's five o'clock your time and you instinctively are thinking off work, but you're not thinking about, I'm not off work. So I may even, you know, send you a voicemail and say, let me talk to you on my way home because it's a good meaning for me. Oh, I can talk to you while I'm in traffic. It'll allow me to focus on what's in front of me. I'll have you on Bluetooth. But then when I hit the garage, we can start wrapping up. So when I walk in my house, I can plunge into my me time and I don't have to sacrifice that um, and continue to replenish what energy that I have left. And so I know some of us are extroverts and may be energized from that. Again, you know yourself. But you also have to be real about yourself and use your instinctive feelings if you're a sensor or intuition. Um, if that's your mainstay, there's usually warning signs or there's the most popular thing that's happened to me with intuition is feeling that something's off. Maybe I call somebody and I'm super chipper and they sound like they're in a well. It never fails within 45 seconds of noticing there's a tone. It'll be like, get off the phone. And in those moments, as of late, I find a way to go ahead and get off the phone. I don't hold that person long. I don't try to pull them into a better mood. And it's not because I don't care. That's a drain of my energy. Let people be. It's boundaries. It's consent. Let people be great out here. Because you are not hearing somebody's savior to fix. 
or it could be, I've had this one of late, you're in a really good mood and you're chatting with somebody and maybe, you know, something you're doing or somebody you're associated with may not be their cup of tea. And then they say something that feels off. I've learned in those moments, this is for me, to just pray. Because immediately I know in that moment, like, ooh, that has nothing to do with me. You sound kind of toxic. So I'm just going to minimize our, whether we're talking on WhatsApp or we're texting or we're on the phone. I'm going to redirect that energy and then I'm going to put my energy towards whatever it is that I was going to do that has positive energy. That's where I need to be. And I'm going to let you be great and let your higher power and you work out whatever it is that ain't right in your life. I What I'm saying in that situation, we got to learn how to use um, discernment, intuition, your five senses, anything, pattern, behavior, clues. So that you can sense what's going on around you. Everybody not entering conversations or engagement with right motives or who knows, maybe it's just a day of stinking thinking or a moment. But regardless, you don't have to be nobody's dumpster. You don't have to join nobody's storm. And you, my favorite phrase, you don't have to set yourself on fire because that's what somebody else has chosen to do for the day or for the moment. Because how many times have we allowed somebody else's mood and feeling switch you into that mood and feeling? Baby, that's called transference. Don't let them transfer or project that stuff onto you. Because once it's in your lap, now it's hot potato. And now you're stuck with a mood that you didn't even elect, sign off for, or even conjure up yourself. You just received something that you didn't have intentions on receiving. And for me, again, I've had to lean into my intuition and it came from skin knees. It came from moments of, why did I answer the phone for you? Or, oh, I was trying to be nice, but if I had known that the conversation was going to go this way, I wouldn't even picked up the phone for you. Brings me to my last point. If you find yourself saying what I just previously said, why did I pick up the phone for you? It's time to evaluate your situation and why you're still connected to people like that. One or two times, hey, everybody has an off moment. We all have a toxic moment or two, but sometimes we also got to look at pattern behavior. We're all growing. We're all evolving. And right now in this global pandemic, we are adjusting and adapting. But no level of adapting and adjusting justifies abusive behavior, whether it's language, communication, tone, delivery, physical, emotional, psychological, fill in the blank. Nothing justifies people taking advantage of you. Nothing justifies people trying to bully you. Nothing justifies people picking you apart. Fill in the blank, whatever you need to say, or constant letdowns or constant overstepping of boundaries. I bring that up because that's an area where there are some people I can, I just looked at my hand as I'm talking to you all. There are five people that before 2020, I would have told you I would have rolled for those five people. I let five people go without conversations this year. There is a gift and a meme out there. And it says, or it talks about Sometimes you don't have to tell adults what they've done wrong. They're adults. They know what they did wrong. I'm not saying mind read, but people know when they've been mistreating you. 
it's not psychic. People have the same senses and intuitions you have. It may land different. It may resonate different. That does not excuse having a proper conversation. I'm not talking about those moments. I'm talking about the type of moments where you're looking back and because you're evolving and growing and you're getting healthier, you realize somebody's been squashing your voice because of dysfunctional behavior they have. Or you realize in this current moment, somebody likes to use you when they're bored or when their life ain't okay, or they want to use you as a play counselor. Run in the opposite direction. When you are finding out that some of these friendships that you have, y'all don't have the same stuff in common that maybe you had five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30, 40, if you will, or two years ago or six months ago. When you realize that you're keeping relationships on the books because that one time they were there for you or those 500 times they were there for you, but all that stuff is historical or it's transactional or it's not current, it's up to you to reassess why do you have these people in your life? You need to go back to the birds of the feather flock together or the saying that people have about whoever's around you, the five people closest to you are a reflection of where you're going and where you're at. Go back to that. You have to constantly evaluate what you're allowing access in your life. Because some of us, it's one of my, it's the one that punches me in the gut every time I see it. But it's the quote that talks about, sis, you not depressed. You just got these wrong people, all these wrong demons around you. When I tell you I've had to check myself in 2020 and ask myself, why do I have certain people around me? What do you bring to me? In those moments where I'm looking at you and I feel like I got a headache from engaging with you, that's on me. Because I need to find out, why, why are you here? And it's not about disagreements. We are all grown here, hopefully. Um, and if not, if you're a growing person, a, a youth or a young adult, or you are a preteen or a teen, listen, listen in, use this. This will save you some headaches. We're not talking about regular everyday situations where there's misunderstandings. We are talking about gross negligence, gross abuse, and keeping people around out of fear, out of misaligned priorities, out of safety nets. I don't know about you, but 2020 was a year of purging. It was 2020 for a reason. I gained the clarity this year out of life situations, because one thing about life, and I'm saying life, but spiritually for me, is really God. God will allow somebody to make a fool out of you, to hurt your feelings to the nth degree, to piss you off into the highest levels of pissivity, to like literally come for you, till you can let go. And really, that's what detachment is. Detachment is accepting the moment as it is and respecting it for whatever it's trying to tell you, whatever lessons it's grooming you or growing you to, through, and for, and not trying to fairy tale it out and try to make it something different. When I tell you that is probably the greatest part of this detachment is I think about the boxers and how they dance around the ring with their feet. I had to learn how to dance this year like a boxer does. I couldn't worry about always trying to get a knockout or get an uppercut or a jab. Sometimes it was just literally stay off the ropes, 
stay on your feet, keep dancing, and no matter how many successive life challenges come at you, Bob, weave, dance, move, stay off the ropes, detach. Don't worry about what you thought it was. If it's not, what do you need in that moment? Detach. We don't have to be attached to other people. We don't have to be attached to security blankets. We don't have to be attached to external validation. We don't have to be attached to making other people feel well. We don't have to be attached to what will they think or what do they need or will they misunderstand me? This has been one of the probably most liberating years I've lived through. It sounds good on this podcast, but I promise you, I've got the war wounds and the scrapes and the bruises to show for 2020, but it's been a miracle that I made it to December 30th, and it's only because at certain points I had to detach expectations, people, codependencies, misalignments. I had to get clear that 2020 wasn't a year where you can hold on to mess. I think the majority of us saw life purge the things that we didn't have the guts and the desire to let go in 2019, but 2020 was so raw this year, you didn't get a vote. The board came back with a decision and you just had to carry it out. And for me, as I reflect with you all about detachment and how that ties into social wellness, I believe for me, God wanted me to have a stronger and healthier social network. And so when it came to my social um, awareness this year of self and others and the type of relationships that I have as we wrap up 2020, only the best. And when I say only the best, I'm not talking about perfection. If it's not healthy, why is it here? You're getting healthy. You're putting in the time to get healthy. You're reading, you're growing, you're challenging yourself, you're evolving. Why do you have anybody in your life that's not doing the same things? Not looking for perfection, but effort matters. Reciprocity matters. Energy matters. And when I got clear on those values and those things that I needed, only then could I hold myself accountable, stop lying to myself about the people that I allowed to continue to have access. And like I said, you ain't got to make a move. Let the realities of what you need come to you and you don't act on it. I promise you, and I'll bet my rent and your rent money on this. If you do not do what God, life, or your higher power asks you to do when it comes to releasing the people in your life that are no good for you, or they're weighing you down, or they're holding you back, or they're making you play small, that's when life will kick in. And it will give you some bitter results until you can release your hand. But I want to end this part about detachment and releasing on this note. Having those crucial conversations with myself and others when it was warranted, it became easier when I stopped seeing it as losses. Early in 2020, that felt like losses. Midsummer, I was getting used to it. I understood what this year was going to look like, and I just did it. But I will say this last quarter of 2020, winter 2020, essentially, it's been easier. And the reason why it's easier, because I still have this mental image. It's a meme gift, something that floats around Facebook. And it's this picture 
of it's supposed to be a picture of Jesus. Again, I never met him in the physical, so right? We'll play along with it. But it's like a little kid that has a small teddy bear. And this character, caricature of Jesus is asking the kid to trust Jesus and surrender what they have in their hand for what this caricature of Jesus has. And they're supposed to exchange. And the reason why that means so much to me, I believe for me, Jesus, God, life, however you want to identify, life doesn't ask you to give you give you give up something to give you something lesser. I've never seen that happen. It may not be instant gratification like you like that old microwave special um, or air fryer special now. We moving on up in the world. But I've never seen myself release something and get something lesser. When I've let relationships go, it allowed me to go back and look at the people who've always been there. Maybe in the distance, maybe I didn't see them or hear them as loud because there were other people that were up close that maybe shouldn't have been. But when I've let somebody go, the replacement has always been greater than the former. Your latter will be greater than your former. I've never seen that not be the case. And I think just as we learn how to detach and we continue wrapping up 2020 on a high note, your social well-being matters just as much as your other aspects of well-being. So as I close, take a moment, dig through your journals, think back over the year. Where do you need to realign socially as you enter this new year? Thank you for your listenership. Stay tuned for tomorrow, the last day of the wrap-up. Pre-happy new year. I'm Retta Rainbow. Thank you for tuning in to Sister Love.